Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, it's a beautiful Tuesday night. I saw on the Weather Channel today that the weather in Seattle today was delightful. Actually, it was pretty kick-ass today. Do you, do you watch the Weather Channel a lot? I, it's such an old man thing. I was just saying, are you retired? I mean... <laughs> I watch the Weather Channel every morning when I wake up. It's kind of like what I wake up to. I turn it on like when my alarm starts going off. And it's mainly due to locals on the eight, uh, you know, which is the, or locals, local on the eights, which is where it kind of gives you the three to four minute rundown every 10 minutes of what the day is going to be like in the next few days. Huh. Okay. And then I discovered Stephanie Abrams. Oh. So I want you to go to your Google, everyone. If you're listening at home, you know, if you're driving, don't do the way till you get home. But if you're at home, just Google Stephanie Abrams. She's just delightful. She's uh, just a very chipper, young, blonde um, a meteorologist, I guess. She's, she's not a weather person. She's a meteorologist. Um, and I just find her to be delightful. What do you, what do you think, Lance? Oh, my. Okay, yeah. now I understand the Weather Channel... Uh, infatuation there. Okay. You you get it now, huh? All right. I'll be checking out her eights. Wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I I actually, I mean, I really am somewhat interested in meteorological stuff. Like, I enjoy seeing, you know, uh, for instance, the other day, there were some water spouts that came ashore in Florida. Really? And since okay. everyone has a camera on them at all times now, you know, no it's... Kidding, yeah. uh, it, there's a lot of cool weather, you know, videos and whatnot out there. So I kind of enjoy seeing that sort of stuff. And I I really liked this year in particular, you know, that they, they always have, there's a lot of Chirons on the Weather Channel. Do you know what I mean by Chirons? I do not. Okay, Chiron is, uh, CNN is famous for Chirons or headline news. There's the screen with whatever's showing on the screen. And then there's all the stuff on the sides and at the bottom and all the scrolling things and oh, all okay. that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Those are Chirons. Okay. So the Weather Channel has just Chirons out the wazoo. There's Chirons everywhere. You know, it's you could be watching the Weather Channel on a 75-inch TV, and only about 24 inches in the middle is going to be actually like where you're seeing Stephanie Abrams um, on your television. The rest of it is just information, you know, widgets, Chirons. Okay. And so on the right-hand side of the screen, they always have a Chiron that's updating whatever winter storm is happening. And winter storms are kind of like hurricanes. They start with A's and they go down okay. with letters. And like the most recent one, whatever the name was, was started with an X. It was like winter storm Xavier or something like that. Wow. Like that's how many winter storms that we have had, how many polar systems or Arctic systems or whatever have come through. Like we've made it to X on the alphabet, which is the first wow. time I can remember in a long time. So I don't know. It's such a, like seventy five year old man thing to do is to turn on the weather channel in the morning, but well, now I understand. <laughs> well, I guess it, that it still would be a seventy five year old man thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't bum you out. It gives me some information on the day. Traffic stuff doesn't bother me. I don't really deal with traffic on my way to work. I live five minutes away. Oh, do you really? Um, but it, there's none of like the downer sort of news. You know, there's nothing about. See, that's all it would be in Seattle. It would just be constantly, yeah, you remember when we thought it was going to be nice? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. The weather's a downer there, but it, it, except for today, man. Today, I heard it was beautiful, like 75 degrees and sunny, right? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Bottle it and sell it. But if, of course, it's a Tuesday, so I get to look out the window and go, Right, and wish you were out there. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know, it was about 85 here today. It's get, starting to get a little warm here starting to get a little warm here. Okay, is that pretty we, uh, typical of uh, April is going to be 85s? Yeah, pretty much. This week and next week is something called Fiesta here in San Antonio, which is sort of a hmm. two-week excuse to get drunk during the week. And it finishes on Cinco de Mayo or 
Uh, I, not officially. I don't think it's supposed to line up that way. It okay. sort of usually does, but there's just events every single night of different kinds or another that generally involve eating something called chicken on a stick, which is a fried piece of chicken with jalapeno on top of it. Okay. Uh, that's obviously, you know, on a stick. It's not really um, a clever name. No, it's very <laughs> literal. Um, it's a okay. very literal name. And then drinking beer out of plastic cups. And generally, Miller Lite is sort of the number one okay. thing that you get. But it's it's a big deal here. I don't well, do a ton of Fiesta events. Tastes great. Was like, I got shit to do. Like I, I, Every night this week, I'm working on some lecture or another. I've got stuff coming up. I've got articles due. Uh-huh. And I just see I have friends that are like, oh, you want to go to NIOSO, which stands for Night in Old San Antonio, which is one of the big fiesta events. Oh, like, wow. I, no, I, I can't get drunk on Tuesday. <laughs> I have shit I have to do. What, yeah. what do you, it's I, Tuesday. <laughs> 39 years old. Like, I, I'm not in college. <laughs> right. Don't you have stuff you have to do? I don't understand. So I always love fiesta. Fiesta is, is always awesome. I have people that decline treatment because they... Um, can't afford it, but then you hear them talking about going to Fiesta, where beers are eight dollars and the chicken on a stick is seven dollars. Oh God! You know, okay. parking is twenty bucks, and you can't get done with a Fiesta event for less than one hundred and fifty bucks per person or whatever. And then it's just okay. after you buy all the stuff, right? Uh, right. Uh, and people take vacation during this week so they can just get lit and not uh, have to. Wow. It's it's an interesting week. It's a very interesting week. I guess. Yeah. So. That's that's Fiesta San Antonio. Okay. Uh, do they have anything like that in Seattle? No. Like a week of parties, <laughs> like four twenty, which was last um, week. That wasn't a thing. There's no week of parties leading up to four twenty. No. Yeah, yeah, it's just true. It's, it's kind of every day. I, I guess maybe the closest would be like Seafair. It's the last week of July. Um, they, they have the hydroplane races, and it's just kind of a uh, the, okay. the Navy Fleet Week comes in, and it's just kind of a okay. But yeah. the, does the city really kind of uh, revolve around it? Not really. Not really. No. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a San Antonio thing. San Antonians <laughs> are always looking for a reason to get drunk during the middle of the week. Okay. <sighs> and and well, why, there, there probably is something like like I'm just such a stick in the mud that there's, there's that you don't know about it going on all that, and I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I like that about you. All right. Lance, this is an advice show. Sometimes. We answer our listeners' questions. <laughs> we answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! And boy, Lance, <laughs> do we have just a banger of a Reddit tonight. And we I do. am excited to get there. Uh, we strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please... We need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? No. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best sealant material? Because we all know that glass ionomer sealant material is the best sealant ever. We want the tough questions, the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Glass ionomer sealants makes me. We used to have a sealant day in dental school. Did you guys have something like that? I don't do think sealants. so. So we had a sealant day. They would bring kids in from disadvantaged schools, mm-hmm. and it, it, this was the whole thing: freshmen, sophomores, um, juniors, and seniors. And so generally, a freshman would get teamed up with a junior, a sophomore would get teamed up with a senior, and you would do sealants on kids. And even the like the freshmen and sophomores it was one of the first clinical experiences you have is is doing sealants on these kids. And so uh, generally the way it would work when you're freshman is the so- the junior would do like three of them and then you would do one as a freshman. And they would always give you glass ionomer sealant, which is chemical cure. Uh-huh. A chemical cure sealant, Lance, has got to be the worst idea of all time. And especially get a freshman dental student who's never had to wrestle a tongue or a cheek before. Right. And you're relying on them keeping isolation for three, three minutes, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> to do a chemical cure sealant that's glass ionomer. I get the idea. I love the idea of the fluoride release. All that stuff sounds great. Sounds great uh-huh. concept. Yep. If you could, I mean, even like with a rubber dam on, that's a huge ass to get that type of isolation yeah. for that long. So that was sealant day. Sealant day consisted of... The juniors and seniors would do light cured sealants, ultra seal, whatever, uh-huh. 
on a few of the teeth, and then the juniors or the freshmen and sophomores would try to do glass of honor sealants on the other teeth, and then after dicking around with it for 20 minutes, the freshman or the junior or senior would say, get out of my way. I'm just going to do the regular, like actually what sane people use for sealants <laughs> right, right. and just get it done. And just, you know, and because at some point we all had to go to lunch, right? <laughs> right. We just can't just sit here waiting on this glass of stuff to cure. Did you guys oh. use the papoose board? <laughs> I, I needed the, pa- I need the papoose board now thinking about that experience. No kidding. <laughs> Jesus. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. And for, I, I honestly don't think Gordon Christensen can answer any of these three questions. You today. know, I'd be kind of curious if he would. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get on to the questions. Question one, Myra, uh, listener Myra asks, hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast since it launched. And as I was driving around Dallas, I happened to see something that may pique Josh's interest. Photo attached. It's in a nondescript strip mall. So, you know, it's a front. <laughs> now, before we get to our question, because there's a question after this, I looked at the picture. The picture is of a strip mall at night with lit up, you know, lit up signs. Okay. And the business's name is Beads of Splendor. <laughs> and I immediately <laughs> thought this had to have been a sex toy store, right? Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what else could Beads of Splendor be? Was there a bunch of Chirons going around? There are no Chirons. <laughs> Lance, I, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. it looks to me... Like beads of splendor is not a front; it's an actual store. They are a beading boutique that offers beading supplies in Dallas, Texas. Huh. We are also an online beading craft stockist, offering clients to buy beads online for all their beading jewelry needs. <laughs> Lance, the world is a tremendous place. I had no idea that this was even a thing, that there were beaters who would buy beads and make necklaces and things out of them. Really? This seems like one of those things your 12-year-old daughter would do to pass the time. You know, uh, you should visit Seattle more often. At Pike Place Market, uh, there is a huge-ass bead store. Not an ass bead store, just a very large... (laughs) Be bead careful store. with your words. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of beads available at Pike Place Market. So this place looks real, and I'm looking at their Google reviews. Best bead store in Dallas, Carol Taylor says. Okay, staff is knowledgeable and very helpful. Now, best Lance, bead store in Dallas is like the only bead store in Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> they only have one location. So I mean, set the bar low. What kind of knowledge do you need on beads? Like, yeah, that's a big red one. Okay, like that's you, you that's a lot of knowledge. <laughs> this is a great. Uh, uh, Tracy L- Tracy Lynn Trucker says this is a great store. They have beautiful jewelry to buy. Or the beads and supplies to buy and make your own. They also have some classes that are really fun. Lance, working interferences, road trip. Oh, there you go. What, what, field trip <laughs> as well. We're going to do a road trip field trip. Okay. The working interferences, we're going to plan a trip. Next time you're in Texas, we're going to go to Beads of Splendor. We're going to go to a class. We're going on and tour. We're going re- to record a <laughs> podcast. I'm noticing a trend here. I'm looking at, they've got 18 Google reviews, a score of 4.6 stars, so not bad. Not bad. Okay. I want, as I'm looking at the genders or what I would, what Beads society, yeah, well, no, what I would, what society <laughs> would assign as a gender to the names that are listed here. Oh, okay. Lance, would it surprise you to know that we are talking a hundred percent female? Uh, not, no. In these Google reviews, not at all, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that shocked. <laughs> I like this one. Vanessa left a three star review. Cute store, but items are super overpriced. And the owners responded, our gemstones, pearls, turquoise, and opals are all hand-selected by the owner at trade shows. The goal is to present to our customers beads that are high quality. We believe we are competitive with other bead stores with the quality of product we carry. Huh. And and there's another three-star review here from Alona. Alona writes, I had a sad experience with Sally who couldn't remember me, nor that I was in the store before, nor the advice she gave me to fix a piece of jewelry, but the receipt had her name on it. 
It is okay to forget when a person gets older. What is not okay is to lash out at your customer. After being treated rudely, I do not want to go back there. I purposefully let weeks go by before I posted this so I wouldn't be upset anymore and write things I may regret later. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. Sounds like bead wars. This is, <laughs> this these is people are, wow, <laughs> really into beads. And I'm assuming they're really into beads that don't go up their butts, which is really <laughs> weird. Huh. Well, Go all right. Dunk. So that's, that's Beads of Splendor. Okay. Um, Myra, I think it's a real place. <laughs> I don't think it's a front. Don't go in there and, and say, hey, uh, I'm here for the, uh, you know, start winking your eye a lot. They're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> And if you're if you're working with Sally, she definitely won't know what you're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, Sally's a bitch. So just avoid Sally. Listen, well, let's. Sally has a medical condition. She got bees up her ass. Come on. <laughs> oh, all right, on to Myra's question. I do have a question to contribute, though. I'm a dental student, and today we had a lecture regarding obstructive sleep apnea, and the lecturer suggested the use of sleep tape or medical tape to tape the mouth shut. Have you heard of this? Is this effective for the treatment of sleep apnea? Can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about this. Lance, I know you treat a ton of airway. I do. I treat a decent amount of airway. Um, what do you t- tell patients to mouth tape? Well, I usually suggest a big red ball gag. Do you ever see Pulp Fiction? I remember yes. the gimp. <laughs> I do remember the gimp quite well. <laughs> I feel like though, Lance, I feel there are some studies that show that if you open the vertical dimension too much, you actually have greater collapsibility of the yes. airway. Yes. So I think you really need to take some care when you select the ball gag. Right. There's a, um, some trial and error with yeah. uh, the size. For sure. It's like so. tie, you have to titrate it. You Absolutely. have to titrate the ball gag. Absolutely. For sure. What it's, flavor of ball gag do you prefer? Blueberry. Yeah, I like, kind of like raspberry <laughs> myself, really. Um, so I, I do talk to patients about mouth taping uh-huh. s- somewhat frequently when I'm, when I'm doing appliances for them. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you ever used the Velcro strap to wrap their head to, to get their chin to shut down and be closed? N- no, I they haven't. Hate yeah, <laughs> you really I do hate that. <laughs> I had a patient ask me about that. Uh huh. And I just said, "You're not gonna like that idea. Yeah. Why don't we get the lab to add a couple of little ball clasps here, and let's just use some elastics inside your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the like headgear type of." Chin yeah. strap is not. Really <laughs> I, I tell him, it's kind of like. Well. Remember, do you remember Alfalfa from our gang? I I know of him. Okay, <laughs> let me put it that way. I've I've seen a photo of okay. of, and I'm I'm just thinking of the big cowlick in the back of the head. There's that. Yeah. Well, one episode he had a, a toothache, and so to help, he he put a big old I don't know it was a whole sheet or something around his head from his underneath his chin and and tied the knot at the top of his head to keep his mouth shut or something so there did seem to be a lot of free use of linen back in the (laughs) days you know kids in in the old shows like Uh that would do they you know if they needed a halloween costume what would they do they'd take a a sheet and cut two holes in it of course um and then you know buckwheat probably got really upset with uh if you were Let's not make this, doesn't, Lance, let's not, okay. you're, I want you to tread carefully with what okay. you're going to say about buckwheat. Just, that could never happen today, right? No. No. I mean, it's those, I even think, was it Eddie Murphy who did buckwheat stuff for Saturday Night Live back he in did. the 80s? When, when was he, like early 80s? Yeah, like 84. I even feel that, would, even coming from Eddie Murphy today would just send people off the rails. Oh, for sure. There's just no way. Um, I never get crazier looks from people than when I suggest that they mouth tape. Yeah, yeah. I luckily there is a book out there called "Shut Your Mouth" or something like that. For, I'm talking about the <laughs> the, the, the Buteco method. So it, it yeah, is yeah the a bu- thing. Buteco breathing method. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It is a thing. Well, and, and and the whole point of it is to there are people who are habitual mouth breeder breathers, mm-hmm. mouth breeders. We're going to get to mouth breeders in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, habitual mouth breathers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a really hard habit to break. And that's kind of what the mouth tape is supposed to do. Do you feel like, I feel like the term mouth breather is going to become very non-PC soon, if not already. Yeah, probably. I think part of it was 11 in um, Stranger Things, you know, where she would call people mouth breathers or whatever. that's right, that's right. And I just, I sort of feel like I'm vaguely insulting people when I'm, not <laughs> yeah, really vaguely, like sure. to their face, like, hey, you're a mouth breather. Yeah, um, Neanderthal. Yeah, and I, they're going to have to come up with some sort of PC term for a mouth breather. What would be a good PC term for a mouth breather? Um, an, uh, oral inspirator? Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, um, my mouth identifies as my nose. <laughs> sort of sort of like from a gender pronoun sort right. of deal. Okay. okay. Um or my nose identifies as my mouth. Either one. Um the 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 mouth breathers are hard to treat, I feel like, with appliances. I've got one in particular. Yeah. This guy's had some nasal surgeries before and he's he's real it's just Man, we're we're like titrated out pretty far, and his HI is still like twenty eight or something like that, and he like yeah. started at forty, like oh, got wow. him down a little bit, but not nearly like where what you want. Yeah, I would have thought we would be. Um, the mouth breathers are are hard, but th- I talked to somebody about that, and they it's almost as if I talk to them about anal beads. Like the look that they give me <laughs> is you like what, package deal. They <laughs> here's some mouth tape and some beads, some beads of splendor. <laughs> It's almost like they're waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out and tell them that they're punked. Like yeah. they can't <laughs> fathom yeah. the idea of this being real for a few minutes. Have you ever done it? Have you ever taped your mouth? I have, out of curiosity. And how how did you? <laughs> you've done other things <laughs> out of curiosity too. I bet. How did you? I was do in college, with, and you yeah, know, we were so experimenting. A, yeah, there was there was some alcohol involved, and uh, how'd you do? Uh, well, next morning it's on, it's the tapes on the side of the bed. So, okay. It doesn't last. Yeah. You got a little kinky that night, huh? <laughs> um, so you, you, at some point you took it off. Yeah. Yeah. Did you remember taking it off? Uh, not at all. So no. do you think you obviously weren't in, I, I, you weren't in Delta sleep while you were doing that. You think you were like in level one or level two sleep when you took it off? Probably yeah. level one sleep, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You didn't wake up. Cause that's the one where you can kind of sort of move around and not have, yeah, I think I'm so. I'm trying to remember back to my back to my Rouse education. So Rouse has something called the Seattle Protocol, which okay. is weird because to me, my Seattle Protocol is when I fire someone. <laughs> um, you know, that's basically based off off Lance Timmerman's <laughs> HR policy. But now, in retrospect, I really should call that the Tuck Willa Protocol. Yeah. yeah, the Tuck Willa Protocol is what you need to do. <laughs> when you have an employee that you want to get rid of. That's and that's right. where you literally fire them in the middle of a procedure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't done that one yet, but uh, tomorrow's well, what, that's, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, talk to me at the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rouse has a, a Seattle protocol, and, and I'm, I'm going to botch this, I'm sure. He's, he is, I am a fanboy of him. Uh-huh. He's a mentor of mine. I consider him a friend, although he probably doesn't consider me a friend. Um, Very few do. That's absolutely. I I have a lot of friends. Not a lot of people include, include me on, on their list. And that's okay. I understand. He's <laughs> infinitely smarter than me, infinitely better dentist than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anyway. So I, all my all my apnea education's from him. Okay. Uh, and he's got this Seattle protocol, basically where he takes people that you know, are on the mild to moderate scale. He, he talks a lot about working them through surgically facilitated orthodontics and basically, um, which makes me chuckle every time I hear the term, he wants to make the box bigger. Uh, and he's specifically <laughs> referring to the mouth, not oh. you know, what I immediately start to think of. Okay. He wants to make the Does mouth he bigger. <laughs> he might, that might be a good, a good way to do it. So he's talking about SFOT, he's talking about ortho and expansion, 
uh, SARPI, um, surgically assisted rapid palatal expansion, um, huh. orthognathic surgery, that sort of stuff to, you know, because if you're, if you're, if you're, Arches are too small. Your tongue doesn't have anywhere to go but back, right? Right. So the idea is to expand everything out, get everything where it needs to be. You know, I think the biggest criticism and our biggest problem with that is that not everybody is ready emotionally, financially, mentally, whatever, to go through that type of treatment. Uh Um, And so I I totally get the idea of doing, you know, uh, oral appliances or whatever until they are ready or at least bringing it up and then sort of working them through or whatever. But part of the Seattle protocol is, is... doing mouth taping first and then doing a like a my tap have you ever done a my tap i've not done a my tap a my yeah so a my tap is sort of like a provisional sleep appliance it's okay. it's made by the people who make the tap appliance and it's mm-hmm. you heat it up in water and it becomes moldable and then you put it at room temperature and it sort of hardens and so okay. you can make one and, you know, you not do a custom one or whatever. They cost like 90 bucks from Airway Labs, Airway okay. Management Labs or whoever. Yeah. And so he sort of does a protocol of that, and he'll just have them wearing the lower one, I think, and then doing mouth tape. So he starts the mouth taping, then he adds the lower one, and he uses some of the acrylic to mold them out a little bit so they're advanced just a hair, but not like with the mechanism of the screwing action little duckbill thing that's on there. Mm-hmm. And then if he still is having issues with him, then he puts him in an upper one uh, in the MyTap and engages the the screw mechanism and starts actually advancing them and whatnot. Mm. And, you know, from his anecdotal stuff, although I'm sure he probably has some more data other than anecdotal or is at least working on it, you know, he says he can resolve like 80% of people or whatever with just that. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, mouth taping is a big part of it. It is seems a little kinky to well, talk to someone about taping their mouth closed. Like, yeah, it's not it's you know it's not Christian Gray stuff that we talked about last week with Brian Mealy, which was right. <laughs> could get all eyes wide shut here. And <laughs> yeah, but more yeah, less less uh, Fifty Shades of Gray, maybe a little bit more eyes wide shut where mm-hmm. there's. I I don't even know what the term that wouldn't be really be bondage I don't think I don't really even know I'm depends not depends on the strength of the tape <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's a thing Myra it, it yeah. is a thing uh, I I I believe there's pretty decent science on it I I know that really smart people that I know and respect are into it. Um, are you going to cure somebody who's got like an HI of fifty with mouth tape? Obviously not, but having somebody breathe through their nose is always going to make our lives easier. That's the way we're supposed to breathe, right? Right, right. That's why we have hair in our nose. Lance, yeah. you you more so than <laughs> than most, but... I am a hairy to Filter, you know, the <laughs> hair's there to filter out crap, and we don't have that in our mouth. That's right. Thankfully, unless you have black hairy tongue, which I don't think is the same thing. <laughs> um, and and I, I remember reading something about how the air, the sort of the airflow is less turbulent when it goes through the nose, which seems weird because it seems like there's more ridges and stuff like that in there, but I guess it acts as like a wind tunnel. And so it really, yeah. And you're going to stimulate the nitric oxide uh, production. Right. So there's, there's a lot of benefits to nasal air. So, so whatever it takes to get someone to breathe through the nose, if you got to put a ball gag on him, put a ball gag on him. Exactly. You got to mouth tape him, you mouth tape him. You got to take gray tape and wrap it around their chin and up around their mouth and over their eyes. You do what you do, whatever it takes and do it all. You do it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So no, it really is a thing, uh, Myra. It's, it's no one's trying to sell you a, 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 a bill of goods here. Along with the email, she also sent along with a picture of beads of splendor. She sent a picture of a product called Sleep Tape, hmm. which is beautiful because that's somebody has taken. They just go to the store and they buy <laughs> rolls of 3M Micropore tape, open them, and put them in the new package called Sleep Tape, and charge three times the price for them. <laughs> It's a beautiful, beautiful, it's a beautiful business model. Capitalism at its finest. I wish I would have come up with that. Son of a uh, Yeah. So um, you don't need to use the actual sleep. You can use 3M Micropore tape. That's really what most people use. Um, could you staple it? Could you staple someone's <laughs> mouth shut? I mean, for science. You could. For science, for <laughs> sure. For sure. We need to talk to Aaron Elliott about that. Let's let's see what she would say. She can try it on her husband, who I think is a snore. Yeah, there we go. Jeez. Uh, 
Hey Lance, let's go do some big production. I want to talk to you guys about Gobi toothbrushes. Have you experienced frustration with today's overpriced and overcomplicated electric toothbrushes? A great electric toothbrush can go upwards of $200 plus. Gobi has designed the perfect electric toothbrush, combined it with convenience and customer experience. Have you ever had a patient tell you that they got a better deal on an electric toothbrush than what you have for in your office at Costco or Sam's? Isn't that frustrating that we get undercut by the big box retailers? Gobi only sells direct to customers and to dental practices. You're never going to find Gobi at a big box store. Gobi offers free shippings and free returns and is guaranteed for life. Now, Gobi has a uh, logo customization where they can put your practice's logo on a Gobi brush and give patients a unique incentive for high-value procedures or for cash-paying patients. Your own custom Gobi logo lets your practice stay top of mind and deliver amazing results in and out of the office. Now, one of the cool things about Gobi is the subscription service for brush head replacements. Gobi offers convenient brush head subscription service, automatically sending patients a new replacement brush head every few months for just $6 each with free shipping. It solves the biggest issue that we have with people never changing out their worn out, ineffective brushes. The average person replaces their toothbrush head every nine months with Gobi that goes down to quarterly. Now, Gobi uses rotationally oscillating technology, clinically proven to be really effective at cleaning teeth. Gobi isn't overburdened with a bunch of features like Bluetooth and crazy different, you know, nine different modes that just end up making the price higher for features that the patient's never going to use. Gobi has a qualities people love and need in an electric brush. Two-minute timer, 30-second intervals, two speeds, and a long-lasting battery, delivering your patient the best clean possible at an affordable price. So check out Gobi at gobi.co. I use one myself. It's great. Comes in different fun colors, comes in all black, which is cool. Uh, I think Gobi is a great option as an incentive for patients, as a contest giveaway, and they're really affordable. So check out gobi.co for more information. Tell them you heard about them on the working interferences and they will take great care of you. The people at Gobi are awesome. It's a small company. Corey and Ben, those guys are really there helping dentists out. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. So check out Gobi at gobi.co. One of the coolest things about Gobi is where it got its name from, the Gobi fish, which is one of the fish that helps clean bigger fish's teeth in the ocean and in the coral reefs. So I love the way that it got its name. It's a great company, super cool guys, and they are helping us out being able to deliver our patients a great, true electric rechargeable brush at a great price. <laughs> All righty, so on to question two. Uh, question two is uh, from Brittany, and Brittany asks, our main doc is leaving the practice. His last day is tomorrow. He was my personal DDS before he was my boss, and I hate seeing him go. Throw out some ideas of gifts you enjoy receiving as an employer. I have an idea. Do you? Yes. Coasters <laughs> with Scrabble letters that spell out four-letter dental words, or even better, <laughs> coasters with Scrabble letters that spell out the word cuck. <laughs> Perfect. Which is a callback <laughs> to the episode we did with Chris Salerno. And Lance, I have some news for you on that front. Uh-oh. I actually received some Scrabble letter coasters in the mail that said the word cuck on them. That is so awesome. From one of our listeners. <laughs> Come so to find cool. out, I finally got a message from somebody. It was a, our listener named Matt. Uh, and Matt said that uh, he was listening to the podcast drunk and pulled up Etsy and ordered them <laughs> and uh, didn't really remember it till he got the email confirmation, I think was the deal. So that was awesome. So thank you, listener Matt, uh, for the cuck coasters that are now on my desk at work. Um, when I showed that, my reception, my friend, uh, my office manager was in the office as I was opening them up. And she didn't know what the word cuck was. <laughs> oh. So you want to talk about a fairly awkward conversation 
yeah. that is one of them. Having to explain what that is to uh, an employee. Like when I had to explain what Cosby sweater was to my mom. Yeah, that's very strict. That's <laughs> God, you ruined Dr. Huxtable for her. You know that? She's ashamed of yourself. So bad. God. This is America's doctor, Lance. <laughs> It's America's father and America's doctor, and you you ruined it. I, I like to think sullied it. I like to think that him and his roofies kind of ruined it for himself. Yeah, but your mother didn't know about that. She would have <laughs> gone along blissfully she, thinking that he was true. an amazing person. This is true. Until she brought it up at a, well, I'd say a cocktail party, and when she until she brought it up at at some event. No, when she had funeral potatoes. And when she was eating funeral potatoes, like, you know who I love? I just love that Bill Cosby. He's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear his bit about the dentist? My sons are dentists. Oh, God. I don't know why I made your mother Jewish. For some reason, I did. In my mind, in my mind, she, she sounds like that. Um, so I had another idea for this. Do you know who Mariano Rivera is? I do. So Mariano Rivera was a pitcher for the New York Yankees. He was probably the greatest closer of all time. Yeah. And realistically, one of the greatest pitchers of all time and, and the greatest relief pitcher of all time. I don't think there's much dispute about that. I, th- I think it's empirical. Yes. Uh, it it, it kind of widely accepted throughout baseball historians that Mariano Rivera was the greatest relief pitcher of all time. And yeah. really mm-hmm. in the pantheon of greatest pitchers of all time with, with some of the greats. He was a play for the Yankees. Uh, and he would, if you don't know much about baseball, come in and pitch the ninth inning when they had a lead. That's what you call a closer. And and his mm-hmm. record as a closer was unassailable. I mean, he he converted. You know, he actually the the Yankees went on to win like some like ninety something percent of the games that he he came into, which is mm-hmm. just astronomical. It's probably ninety five percent, maybe even higher than that. So Mariano Rivera retired a few years ago. And oftentimes, when an athlete announces their retirement, like before the season, that whole season becomes sort of a farewell tour for the athlete. Right, right. And so Mariano Rivera had a farewell tour. And oftentimes, when it's the last time for an, an iconic athlete like that to go to a city, the team will give them a gift. And and I remember seeing this. I believe it was the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. They gave Mariano Rivera a rocking chair made out of all the broken bats that he had broke all the bats that he had broken against twins batters over his career. So someone somewhere was saving these or whatever. I don't know if they were actually the bats that broke or if it was more metaphorical or whatever, but they made him a rocking chair out of broken bats, which is a really great idea because it's sort of playing on the idea of like, Oh, you're retiring. You're going to sit on a rocking chair somewhere. Mm -hmm. And here are all the times that you sawed our hitters off Mm -hmm. because your cutter was impossible to hit. Right. Yeah. What about a rocking chair made out of crowns that didn't fit <laughs> and files that he broke in canals <laughs> and impressions that had to be retaken and root tips that were broken off and pieces of buckle plate that were broken off? You just glue all those things together and make a rocking chair out of it. But, well, that's an idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you like that one? No. <laughs> Would you not sit in a rocking chair made of all the crowns from your career that didn't fit? Fuck no. Not even once. Not even to be nice. <laughs> what would you want to receive as a retirement gift from a, a, an employee who loved you so much that you treated them first and they just thought, that was so good, I have to work here? Okay, so let's let's be honest. What are the odds that I will ever meet this person? Zero. And <laughs> you would have fired them after half of a day. Exactly. <laughs> but let's pretend. Okay, so pretend. Okay. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, you got me. Um, I, the rocking chair is not a bad idea, man. It, I'm telling it's, you. It's sounding better and better. Sounding better and better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about a box set of um, Airwolf, the TV show? <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent was awesome. Was that Jan Michael Vincent? I think so. Let me, let me look at Airwolf. Wasn't it? It might. I, I literally know. pulled that right out. <laughs> At like a a string of beads of splendor, I just <laughs> yeah. pulled that square out. Um, Airwolf, 
80 episodes. It's a good wow. show. Wow. Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent, Ernest mm-hmm. Borgnine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think actually Airwolf may be pretty good. <laughs> I'll take. Yeah, I'll take the. I wouldn't mind a good box set of Airwolf. No, it's a good show. It- Airwolf is an American television series that ran from 84 to 87. The program centers on a high-tech military helicopter codenamed Airwolf. Did the helicopter talk? Was this a Knight Rider kind of deal? Was this Knight Rider? Um, but a- I, don't, I don't think so. I think it came out like shortly after there was a... I think there was a movie called like Blue Thunder or something where there was this high-tech... Uh, helicopter and like you'd, you'd move your helmet and, and the guns would follow the, your gaze and so it was super do- duper awesome and then the tv show came out to mimic the movie okay and uh yeah, i don't remember i don't think it talked but i think it just was super freaking awesome it's just super cool yeah yeah wow airwolf jam michael vincent that's a good pull lance yeah, thanks good pull yeah i think a box at airwolf might be good yeah i could go with that what about mr belvedere <laughs> you, you can Would never you go take wrong a box with Mr. And- of course Mr. Belvedere was yeah I'd, I'd do that I wasn't the deal like he came from some English castle honestly I don't think I ever he, like he used to episode. work at an English castle and now he's working for Bob Euchre in Milwaukee <laughs> what what did you how many children did you molest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is insane that is totally insane. Um, I I heard I want I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard one time that there was some issue where the actor who played Mr. Belvedere was injured on set when he sat on his own testicles. Oh, really? And so I googled, <laughs> "Did Mr. Belvedere sit on his own balls?" <laughs> and I got this from MentalFloss.com. It says taping was halted when Hewitt, who I guess is the actor who played Mr. Belvedere. Injured his testicles. Um, Stein told McLean, that's an urban legend about Hewitt injuring his own testicles by sitting on them, necessitating a production shutdown for an entire week. But it happens to be true. He fell backwards riding in, in a convertible in the Hollywood Christmas parade, causing trauma to his genitalia. Oh. Um, uh, that's... Another version of the story told by Adam Sandler, who guest starred on an episode, which I did not know, involved Hewitt coming in for a table read and accidentally sitting on his own testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Mr. Belvedere sitting on his own balls in a table read? Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best retirement gift I can think of is video of that. You give me video of that. I don't care if it's like grainy Zapruder film type of quality. Right. You can get me Mr. Belvedere sitting on his own balls on camera. <laughs> That's all I need for my retirement, Lance. Okay. Duly noted. Oh, my God. He's sitting on balls on Oh, Jeez, I think the coasters may be a good thing. Yeah, let's stick with the coasters. <laughs> stick with coasters. <laughs> All right, we're on to our Reddit question, and I I think Lance, we need to do like a parental advisory here. By law, well, don't you think the entire show? Should be- <laughs> yeah, but this it steps up a little bit. It I, does. It I'm does. gonna just read the question. I I would not have phrased things this way. I'm just gonna read the Reddit question. Okay. As it's as it's typed, I think it's. I'm going to be fair to the medium, okay. And I'm not going to put any words in the mouth (laughs) of the the poster, Um, okay. But I just think, in in respect to the medium of Reddit, let's let's just keep it, let's just keep it authentic, and 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 we'll probably temper our comments a little bit. Um, But I think, but I do, yeah, yeah, I think. All right, I need to gird my loins, so to speak. (laughs) Good luck with that. Question three, Reddit user Practical Minimum asks, dental flippers and blowjobs. I have a dental flipper for one of my top two front teeth for the next several months. I know I'm not supposed to bite into things with it, and I'm supposed to be gentle, but can I suck a dick with it in? Will it break or dislodge it? Will they be able to feel the plastic on the roof of my mouth with their dick? I guess that depends on strategy and angle. 
I'm just wondering if there are others here. What experiences have been had? I'd hate to ruin something that cost me this much money just for oral sex. But I'd also hate to go without oral sex for months at a time. Any advice would be much appreciated. Also, kissing too, I guess. I've lucked out. (laughs) I've lucked out and my flipper, so far anyway, seems to fit great. It's comfortable and absolutely no slipping at all. Lance, <laughs> how much of this is going on? There is so much that I'm just There's missing out. So, I, there is a great big wild world out there <laughs> that I know nothing about. Uh, it's talk about the, like the dark web. That there is just a totally different world going on. I really don't understand. <laughs> The need to go onto the internet to ask about this. I, I, the the th- my favorite part of this question is we go through this whole diatribe about about offering fellatio to her lover. Uh huh. And, and I'm using that gender pronoun because I looked <laughs> at some other posts or whatever that this person had made. This wasn't a burner account. This was a real account. Okay. Um. And and they used the gender pronouns. Uh, her, uh, you know, fe- female-oriented gotcha. gender pronouns. So I'm going to use those gender pronouns. Gotcha. Um, I, to she's she she goes on this whole long thing about how she wants to do this. She can't imagine going months without it. Blah blah blah. And also kissing too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's sort of like, hey, I I had. Um, I had an ingrown toenail removed, and I would really like to go running. Is that okay? Also, is it okay if I walk from time to time? Like, whoa, whoa like, doesn't walking come first? Yeah. Isn't that sort of the thing that leads to... You can't really run unless you walk. It generally, and I feel that way about this question. <laughs> yeah. If you can't kiss, then... Well, maybe they're okay with doing. The kissing. You know, they can go months without that, but not the oral sex. <laughs> it's priorities, man. I, Lance, we must have just grown up in the wrong era. That's I really the only think thing I can imagine. <laughs> because I, the amount of these questions, and, and honestly, I'm not hunting for these. I, I literally look on the posts that are like within the last day of us recording this episode. Uh-huh. And there consistently seems to be these questions. This question was posted, I will give you a date, one day ago. One day ago. Uh-huh. I am, I am not like scouring back to 2014 posts to find these. These are at the top. Well, if it's oral, it's moral. I, I, is that a... I'm not even going to ask you because you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it is a phrase. Is it a phrase that gets said, say, at a certain large university in Provo, Utah? I believe so. Okay. All right, good. Um, so I, I, there are 10 comments. And in the last day, there, there have been 10 comments on this. Um, the first one is from um, M. Bell DDS. So this is a dentist who's replying. Oh, okay. The best from a health standpoint would be to remove the flipper, place it in your retainer case, when giving oral sex, and then put it back in after sex. That seems if the flipper. Yeah. That seems reasonable. If the yeah. flipper did get loose while giving oral sex, it could be pushed to the back of the throat and painful and difficult to remove. I find that to be somewhat unlikely. But it would uh, be harder to dislodge than a bead. I feel like that would be some very vigorous mouth well, love making. Well, it's that. all about the angles and technique. It is all about what did she say? <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, uh, yeah. it is all about um, uh, the angle. I guess that depends on strategy and strategy. angle. Strategy. Strategy. So, <laughs> well, are we playing risk here? Is that what we're doing? Strategy. Do we, 
oh my god what <laughs> what type of strat are there different strategies lance i, don't, I have do, to do i have to plead ignorance on this <laughs> is there winning with oral sex well i guess ah. actually yeah uh, someone replied to that in sort of a buzzkill fashion. True, but not romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Did you, have you ever had a patient that has had dentures and has like a, specifically almost always it's a female who will say, "My husband, had, you know, we've been married uh-huh. for fifty years. I've had dentures for forty. My husband has never seen me without my dentures." And have you ever had one of those patients? Yeah. Uh huh. Those always were interesting to me. Um, it's like, man, that's all you've not taken those dentures out in 40 years. Those are gonna be a little ripe when I take these off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, holy moly. Um, we have another person that said hard to say without pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone who's just a raging pervert, uh, and then someone gets a little <laughs> bit more explicit than that and just says, send nudes. <laughs> um, I don't know, buddy. This person is missing a front tooth. <laughs> I probably don't want them. <laughs> it's not not probably going to be all that high on my list. No. of 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 nude photos I'd want to see. Um, not going to this call, bank. Yeah, call me after you've gotten your implant. Um, oh, right, so here's where it just gets amazing. And, and this Lance is, we've seen this before, uh-huh. but it's it's the more we see it, the better. And I love this. Reddit user Lunchables comments, it may cause some dot, 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 working interferences. Boom. Meta again. Mic drop. It is, we, (laughs) it's like a glitch in the matrix. We have have infiltrated, we are becoming part of the dental subreddit zeitgeist, so to speak. I think so, yeah. So Lunchables, whoever you are, send us an email. Working yeah. interferences at gmail.com. We will send you a sticker for that because that for is sure. amazing. For sure. Um, I looked at Lunchables' profiles uh-huh. or his, his Reddit profile or her Reddit profile. Whoever they are, super into college basketball. Okay. Super duper. Lots of posts in, in uh, subreddit college basketball. Some posts in um, dentistry, but a ton. They're active in that. Some activity in Star Wars. Um. Huh, okay. So you know, an all-around good person here. Some is some info in, or some uh, activity in parenting. Um. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I, there, there's really not any other way. There's no way to kind of figure out who this is. Um. I, mm. Do you know anybody super into college basketball? Uh, no. I, I think they went to Duke. Actually, <laughs> not 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 Duke University where you take a dump. <laughs> But like the real Duke in, uh, in North Carolina, is Duke in Chapel Hill. I think they're in Chapel Hill. No, oh, no. North Carolina's in Chapel Hill. They're in Durham. My God, yeah. This Lunchables is going to slash my throat. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Um, I'm so sorry. You're going to get a bead. Yeah, they, they must be. They must be in North Carolina because they've posted in subreddit Greenville, which I think is a place in North Carolina. So I think they went yeah. to Duke. Okay. Um. So you're obviously smarter than I am. Yeah. Um, and you just made the comment, the best comment I've ever seen on Reddit. In fact, I'm going to give you a, a up. I'm going to give you an up vote here. Lunchables. You can get some karma points off of that. There you go. Here's this one. Box Dropper says you could ask your dentist for an Essex retainer partial instead of a tr- traditional flipper. Less likely to dislodge and be an aspiration issue. I... <laughs> I, I don't think this is that going to be that big of an aspir. How vigorously do you need to be doing this <laughs> yeah, for this to be a, a choking hazard? Yeah, that's quite the strategy. That that's I, I'm not. I do th- this. Yeah. Th- th- they do make a good point. With an Essex, you'd have less plastic on the roof of your mouth. True. And then it says penis friendly, which I don't think an Essex retainer has ever been described as being penis friendly before. Well, it um, not wrong. Just make sure the inside edge is extra polished. That's right. I seriously, I need to send this. I need to uh, lobby the American Academy of Orthodontics to update their, you know, definitions with 
at, for Essex retainer as being a penis friendly retainer. <laughs> Can you imagine having that in the, the description? <laughs> um, Distal Bulge, who's I love their Reddit name, Distal Bulge. I am not sure why you'd want to have more teeth in the way while giving a BJ. There's enough injuries that can happen whilst giving a blowy. Ask me how I know. Don't add to the risk. You know what, Distal Bulge? I love the fact that you use the word whilst. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite words, and um, that's one of Kevin Fryer's favorite words. Yeah, I but I'm, I'm not going to ask you how you know that. Just FYI. <laughs> I have zero interest in knowing how you know that. I, I, I honestly don't care. My life does not need to have that type of information. Yeah, I, I can do without. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. We got a sick burn here from Bristol, England. Reddit user Bristol, England. Okay. It depends. Surely there's greater risk that you'd strain your back bending down that much to get to your own dick. <laughs> sick burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Teeth DDS says semen is good for oral health. What was the question? I feel like he's probably one of our listeners, or she's probably one of our listeners. Okay. Um, and then open wide say ah says practice makes perfect. Well, all right then. <laughs> Lance, have you talked to your daughters about... God, no. I just feel like this... I don't have kids. I have two doodles, and this scares me for them. Like, I, this would scare the hell out of me that this... Uh, you have this person who had a front tooth taken out, and yet the only thing on their mind is getting a man's genitalia back inside their mouth. Yeah, there's certain things dads don't want to know. I just feel like some discussion about safety practices and Gardasil and all that sort of thing... I'm leaving that to Holly. Oh, God. <laughs> so I looked at, at, at uh, Practical Minimums uh, Reddit, and they've posted a lot in OkCupid and in the subreddit <laughs> Sex, Surprise, Surprise, Subreddit okay. Relationship. Um, so they are, you know, this is obviously... Kind of their shtick. I mean, this is obviously a big part of their life, and and I would hate for a prosthetic of some sort to interfere (laughs) with this. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you have any advice for practical minimum here? Just be careful with your strategy and angles. I think that's a good... (laughs) That's a good... That's good advice for life. Yeah. <laughs> just in general, be careful about your strategy and angles. No, and, and no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what you're looking at, no matter what you're doing, whether you're playing billiards, whether you are playing marbles, yeah, whether you are, um, jeez, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of something else where strategy and angles would be important. I'd have to think for a long time before I said oral sex are, are, is something where strategy and angles are important, but I guess they're right. Yeah. So yeah, be careful of your, of your strategy and angle. Be careful not to get it dislodged and have it pushed down your throat. I think we're, it's, it's not a spider partial. I think you're going to be all right. I just don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, Lance. There, there are times where, I, surprisingly enough, less I, less is more. Yeah, Lunchables on Reddit. Get at us yeah. and 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 shoot us your information so we can send you a sticker. Um, I think you're awesome. Well, yeah. that's gonna about do it for us, Lance. I think we've had enough. I think so. Demented fun for the day. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> be sure and share this with your friends. Don't share it with your kids. Yeah, probably, <laughs> maybe not. Eh. Um, but share it with your friends if you enjoy it. You know, you probably went to dental school with somebody who might enjoy it too, or you know somebody, you practice with somebody, you work with somebody on a referral basis or whatever that that would probably enjoy it too. As the same, you know, sense of humors and sensibilities you have. 
Rate and review. iTunes is the best by far, but wherever you're listening to us, rate us and review us on there. We love the number five. Hit us up with that. Um, you can hit us up on the web at www.workinginterferences.com. You can hit us up by email, workinginterferences at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. You can find us on Instagram, at Winterferences. And you can find us on Twitter, at Winterferences. Anything else to add uh, to all that uh, website and social bullshits? I think that's it. That's going to be it. It's your turn for a song. I did the last one, I think. Yeah. yeah. What's yours? <clears throat> so, being from Seattle, Seattle had a big music scene uh, way back in the late 80s, early 90s. What? I've never heard of that. Yeah. And about the same time, um, Minneapolis and Manchester, England also had scenes. And the old, when, when I think of Minneapolis, all I can think of is Prince. Well, there's Prince, there was also like the Replacements, and there was also a band called Husker Du. And Husker Du uh, eventually broke up, and Bob Mould went solo, and right before he was... You're, make, you're just making shit up right now. I am not. And so his, his band between his solo act and Husker Du was a band called Sugar. And so the song that I chose is If I Can't Change Your Mind. If I Can't Change Your Mind by Sugar. By Sugar. Interesting. Yeah, but Husker Du was 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 rocking. They were they were awesome. So they were their peak of their popularity, but the same time as the replacements were at their top. Okay, nice. Um, so this is Sugar, which is an interesting transition to go from Husker Du with a lot of umlauts. I think it is. Yeah, there's a few umlauts. There's two umlauts in Husker Du over the U and Husker, which I would have said Husker, but I guess the umlaut makes it a U. It does. Husker, and then over the the U and Du. Uh, which I, any other bands have two umlauts? I'm not aware of any. That they might be, they might be leading the league in umlauts. Because I think Motley Crue, I think uh, they might. There be one, right? Just one, yeah. There be two. Not Let's look. When I think of Motley Crue, I think about is uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy Lee. Yeah, and the tape. <laughs> um. Yeah, somehow I ended up on some kind of... Oh, no, Motley Crue does have two. Two, okay. So they're tied a, a, atop the league leaders okay. with Motley Crue for, um, for, for umlauts. So here's Sugar. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I've never heard of any of these people or songs before. Uh, so I, I'm actually looking forward to hearing it because this, this will be new to me. So Good. I think that's awesome. All right. Um, so anyway, for Lance Timmerman, I am Joshua Austin. Peace.